and welcome to the Grassroots Coachcast episode 12. I'm one of your hosts, Dave. And I'm Ben. Good evening. Today we're going to be talking about keeping players in positions. Okay, so Ben, how have you been? Yeah, good, mate, good. Um, getting into the old Nana side vibe. Um, so, yeah, so we've had, got a game tomorrow. Uh, that'll be our third Nana side game in a week. So, um, yeah, just getting getting the kids' heads around the different nuances of playing with a couple of extra players and the little challenges that brings. So, um, yeah, all good. How about you? Not too bad, not too bad. So we've been, we had a good sort of training session um, since the last time we recorded and, and we were up to back up to some decent numbers there. So we had some, some good fun uh, and numbers that really you could work with, you know, yeah. so we had, uh, we had around eight. So you can actually start to, you know, you can have little, little games and stuff as well at, at the end there. So, so yeah, that was good. So, I mean, how's the, how's the nine aside coming along? So how, how different is it? And what, what formation did you go with? We played, so Sunday we played the best, probably the best under 10 team at our club. They're probably one of the best, I'd say in the top five out of our whole league, I would say. It was out of about 120 teams that'd be in the top four or five easily. Um, so we played a three-four-one, and I think they they pretty much lined up the same way as us. But uh, we lost five-one, but they we did well actually. I think there was there was a lot of things to work on, bit of confusion about. I think the most confusing thing for the players was um, when to go and press, and when you've got a midfielder attacking you, there, there was a bit of uncertainty. Should it be the winger? Dropping back, or should it be one of the three defenders? So mm-hmm. they got bit, sort of between, you know, in that between the lines kind of position. So there's a bit, there's a bit of, oh no, you, that's your player, and I know he's my player. So we need to work on that a little bit, and that's going to take a bit of time. Um, the offside didn't really affect us too much. A couple of times we drifted off, but it wasn't. It's not like when we play seven aside, we have people goal hanging or anything. So we got caught a couple of times, but it's more players drifting off rather than. You know, timing runs badly, um, but but yeah, we did all right. I mean, we the scoreline. Even the manager said the scoreline was a bit harsh on us, um, but I, I took quite a lot from it. We played, we only we played an eight aside actually because they they had only had eight players on Thursday at training. We played our what is our second team, I suppose. There are there are two divisions above us, um, so we played them in an eight aside and we beat them two 0 which was good. And we played we played really well. Um, and we we played a three three one, and we kind of coped a little bit better, maybe because there was a bit more space. I don't know, but the defenders did really well, and they were more of a unit, and they defended pretty solidly. So, mm-hmm. so it's good, and they're a good side as well. They knocked it about really nicely, so we we stood up to it, stood up to it really well. Um, and then tomorrow we've got a really tough game. We're playing Sutton United. They've got two teams in our league and um, they're both in the top division. So we're playing what is officially their second team, but they're going to be pretty handy. So it's all it's all good practice. And I'm, I'm, I've been kind of keen to take on these tougher games for us because I think that's where we're going to really learn. So um, 
we'll, we'll, again, we'll probably play three four one tomorrow and see how that goes. Yeah, yeah. For the for the eight aside, what what did you go with a three three one? Yeah, yeah, we did a three three one. Yeah, yeah. I could have done a two four one, but yeah, we we did a three three one just because I wanted the three at the back to get used to playing together because it's going to be pretty much mm-hmm. the same three defenders when they're available, um, and just to get them kind of you know in a line and working together and pushing up together and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. Which we didn't do that badly on last Sunday, um, but we got a bit ragged. I think as a few goals went in, they kind of we kind of lost our shape a bit. But yeah, it's um, it's it's going okay. We'll keep working on it. That's good. I think the the thing I'm not overly sure about, and at this stage of the you know coming to the end of the season, and and everyone's I'm sure looking forward to a break. But you're looking forward, aren't you, to the to the next season? At the moment, it's not entirely clear whether the girls' league will be seven or nine aside. Right. So. Uh, and, uh... So it's under ten. So it's all it's all the same. So I I was just taking it as a given we were going to go to nine aside, uh, and I was chatting to the to the head coach earlier earlier today, and uh, he was just saying, well, they're a bit more uh, mindful of numbers, and some teams may not be able to to sustain a nine aside. So is that, is that why? It, well, it, it, he was sort of speculating himself why it hadn't been decided yet. So we, we'll see. We'll see how that one goes. Um, but I was, I was mentally kind of getting ready for the for the nine aside, to be honest. So yeah, we'll we'll see. We'll have to just play it by ear a bit there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Cool. So. In terms of the concept, the main concept of this podcast is to discuss coaching of youth football or soccer if you're in the US at that grassroots level. Both Ben and I are under 10s coaches. Uh, Ben coaches the boys and I coach a girls team. And each week we'll look to take a different topic to discuss to discuss uh, both our experiences, what went well, what hasn't gone so well, what we'll be doing in the future and any advice that we do have. Ultimately, we're looking to to get this content out there and hopefully help out other coaches uh, who are in a, a similar sort of position. And then we had a go Lazo this week. Hey. A five-star review, and it's actually our first five-star review that's came from the from the US, which is pretty exciting. Hopefully the first of many. So this one, let me bring it up here. This one says, helpful and entertaining. Love this show. I'm a soccer coach near the same level of experience as these guys, coaching kids around the same age. This has been very helpful as I've learned how to coach and manage a large group of unruly boys. (laughs) Great show and keep it up. Ah, great. So that's that's absolutely fantastic. Really appreciate that. That that's really heartwarming feedback. It, Thank you very much. It's really good to get that. I'd also encourage any 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 of the other listeners out there to pop onto iTunes and give us one of those five star reviews. It really helps us to grow the podcast and it just boosts boosts us up those search uh, results to help other people find the podcast. And as with the previous one that I just read out, it just brightens our day a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it certainly does. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, should we move on to our main section then? Let's do it. Okay, so Ben, this can be a, a little bit of a thorny issue, this one. So keeping players in positions. Mm. So, and I've genuinely got no idea where this one is going to go. <laughs> that's the beauty. That's the beauty that. so, yeah, so so let's let's see if we, we can start off then. So, Alas, so... Again, at the moment, we're really focused at that at that foundation level, aren't we? So we're, we're talking about kids at, say, 11, 12 or under. Yep. At the moment, and, and looking back over, over the three years that you've done, both with Little League and, and the club that you're at now, so do you tend to keep the kids in positions right now? Pretty much, uh, bar one or two that I'll that a bit more versatile. Um, but yeah, I do I do tend to. And I think I've tried a lot of them in different positions, but they've kind of just there's just been like a natural fit, and it's kind of worked really well for us. Um, so yeah, I do tend to. I mean, I, I've got players who it's odd. I've got kind of. I've got two, two what I would call right-sided players, and they always play on the right. For example, um, sometimes on the left, depending on you know when I've done substitutions and things like that. But I've tried playing them in the middle, uh, and I've tried playing them up front. And it's just that some people have got a natural kind of work ethic, a bit more than other players in terms of you know when they lose the ball, they'll leg it back. Mm-hmm. They're a bit more physical. So they do. There's certain players I've got that, for example, playing in the middle of the park, who I prefer to play there because they work a bit harder, and they've just got a bit more energy about them, and they don't give up as easily, and that kind of thing. So the players, it's, it's almost like having, you know, like that, like in the Premier League, you've, you've got that flair player who you know. I, I'll tell you, what I was thinking of like Arnautovic at West Ham, mm-hmm. and I was I was thinking about that today because. Um, I was listening to the Chelsea game last week, and they were kind of just they were kind of slating him because he was just hobbling around and walking around not doing anything. And when the ball came near him, he sort of came to life. But without the ball, he was almost a liability. But you've got to leave him on because he might do something a bit special. And I'm not yeah. saying I've got players like that, but I've got players that when they lose the ball, they almost give up a little bit. So I kind of I kind of keep players in certain positions because they're more effective there. Um, and they, they're quite happy playing there. You know, they don't maybe have to do as much tracking back, even though I'll go on about them doing that. Um, so, yeah, then I've got a couple that I will alternate positions because they're, they're just good on the ball. They're, they're, you know, they're just an all-rounder type, you know, your Phil Neville versatile type player. You know, that awful blooming phrase that you use about players. But um, <laughs> So, yeah, so everyone's kind of... It's, it's, and it evolved very naturally actually because when we started the season I didn't know three or four of the players most of the team I did know and I kind of knew where I would I, I thought about playing them but for example my two main defenders that I have I didn't know them before this season I kind of 
you know, saw them at trials and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And straight away, they just sort of slotted in as defenders. It was kind of odd. There was no, it was just a natural fit because they were so good there. Um, one of them I do occasionally play in midfield because he's, he's comfortable on the ball. Um, but as a partnership, they're really, really good. And um, yeah, and I've only really got one striker. I occasionally play my son up there. Elijah plays up there sometimes, but got mm-hmm. one main striker. But I don't play him anywhere else, the striker, um, because he's very quick. He's really skillful. He's, he just leads the line. He's very physical as well. He's not the biggest, but he really gets stuck in. And he's he, he's brilliant at sort of doing that first line of defence in the front because he, tr- mm-hmm. he really tracks back. And he's the game on Sunday, he was up against three massive defenders and he was he gave him the right runaround. He was really physical and he got stuck in and he was barging into them and it was great. Um, so, yeah, every, I think we've got a really settled sort of team in terms of where everybody plays and what what about you is it the same or is it I mean I I kind of wrestle with it and think oh should I should I move them around a, a bit more but I don't know because they're settled and because we're going into a new format next year I kind of don't want to mess with it too much mm-hmm. so I think the general message I hear um from you know from the fa and uh, you know from experienced coaches is you don't want to pin kids down into positions well, at this, this at this, is, this yeah. age and this is why i wrestle with it because I, I, that came out of my course as well um but then i don't see any i, I don't see any of the teams at our club doing that at all i'm not saying it's right or mm-hmm. wrong. i'm just saying that's what i've observed you know people have got players who certain Apart from, you know, if they haven't got a proper goalkeeper, they'll rotate the goalkeeper all the time out of necessity, that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. So there was one of the chaps on the course who was, who was saying, you know, look, we, he was saying, look, my def- my son is a defender and, and he'll always be a defender, you know, and he's all right at that. You put him up front and he, he's not got a clue what to do. Mm. And, and uh, I mean, the coach was, was not was not really having that. <laughs> um, and and I, I think I'm the same. I, I think I wrestle with it as well because we're kind of being told this thing and we, we get told about all these great players who, you know, had a position and then, you know, by the time they get to the professional game, they, they've changed position. Yeah. But I think it's really understanding are they talking about playing any position, uh, playing any player in any position at any time? You know, so you start a game and, you know, if you had all the players' names uh, written down on a piece of paper, throw them on the floor and then the order that they kind of fall on the floor, that's the that's the uh, formation you're going to play today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, and, and everyone should just, have a go at playing in that position in the team. Yeah. I I haven't seen any real evidence to tell me that you can do it to that extreme. Yeah. You know, I guess if by the time you get to the pro level, maybe, you know, if you played, uh, uh, I don't know, someone, someone who's, I, I can't think of anyone else right now other than John Aldridge for the point I'm trying to make. But, I mean, John Aldridge didn't do anything really outside the penalty box, did he? No. 
But I'm sure if he came down and played five aside with us, he could play any position and be better than all of us on the pitch. <laughs> yeah. you know? uh, probably. Um, so I, I wonder if it's, it, it, it's a little bit in between, isn't it? It's not about just not giving anyone a chance anywhere on the pitch, saying like, you know, you're going to be the right back. Right, just play the right back through, you know, the under sixes right up to the, uh, you know, under 18s or whatever. Yeah. And you'll never play any other position. I think, I don't think that's right. But then changing their position every game probably isn't. Yeah. And there was a, in this, in this season gone by, I, I think, we we're almost settled now apart from a few players uh like you I, I i don't like the utility word but you know we'll play we'll move them around the pitch in different positions yeah and uh there was one there was one week where and and the head the head coach was away this particular week and i'd i'd played a girl that started her up front she did quite well up there and then um, during the, the second half of the second half, so you're pre- approaching the last quarter of the game, yeah. you know, and I'd, I'd been rotating the players and I, I put this girl in, in a defensive midfield position. And it was only after I'd done it, I kind of reflected on it and I thought, actually, I'm not sure that's, that's really fair on them. You know, to change to give you such a drastically different position mm. in the middle of a game, yeah. And and these aren't you know experienced blokes who who could do that, you know, change tactics quite easily. Yeah. I, after that game, I I kind of felt to myself. I was thinking to myself, well, maybe it's a case of giving them a run in a position. So they get to learn it mm. and then change a position, you know, and, and maybe, so maybe that run might be something like five or six games. Yeah. And then, you know, they, like I say, they'll get to, uh, to know it. They might surprise you. Uh, they might enjoy it. They might not, <laughs> but if you don't give them, you know, a bit of a stretch because no one likes change, do they? You know, no one likes getting used to something and then things being completely different. Yeah. So I think reflecting on that, and that was earlier this season, I, I think I, I'm more keen that we we give people set positions for a run of games. Yeah. And then, uh, and then we'll see how that goes. Yeah, and I think I think in an ideal world as well, you you'd do it. You'd introduce that at training, but obviously it's difficult because you can't. We we both haven't got enough players to do a recreate a seven aside in training. And you say mm-hmm. you, you're going to play in midfield for this training match to see how you get on. It's difficult, isn't it? You can't do that when you've only got ten players because it's, it's a five aside and. It's a completely different kettle of fish doing it in a five-a-side game compared to a seven-a-side when when you're playing proper opposition and and that kind of thing. So yeah, it is it is difficult, and I think probably doing it for a run of games is a sensible approach to doing it. I mean, I 
I've kind of based it on, I guess, a bit of the, I suppose, the four corner model comes into it. But I've kind of assessed my my players over a number of weeks and games and months and just sort of seen where they're comfortable and what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are. And can you, can this guy I've got playing defence? Probably not. But can this guy play as a winger? No, he's not as good on the ball. So constantly that happened, that settled pretty quickly for me actually this season. But um, I've probably got three or four that I do alternate into different positions because mm-hmm. we haven't got enough defenders in the team. So, you know, there's one kid that I do play in, in defence. He always moans about it every time I do it. But <laughs> we haven't got any of the defenders. You know, you need to play there. It's only for five minutes. Um, and equally, there's plays that I just wouldn't play on the wing because they're not very, they're not as quick or they're not as comfortable with the ball at their feet. They're not as creative. So, yeah, I've, that's my approach to it. Whether that's the right one or not, I, I don't know. But I want to get the best out of the players and I want them to maximise their ability and the positions I think they've got a chance in. So that's kind of the way I approach it. And I think the consensus at our club is kind of similar to that as well. Yeah, I think, you know, to, to be a bit abstract. So if if you consider rugby, mm. rugby union, you, you, I mean, it's a bit different now, isn't it? Since since the game turned professional, although God, that's probably 20 odd years ago now, wasn't it? But you used to be able to just look at a player and you can do now to a certain extent, look at a player and think, well, his position is, you know, he's in the backs or he's in the forwards. He's clearly a second row. <laughs> and this guy's uh this guy's on the front row. So you know, you could get you due to their physical attributes, you can assign them to a position in a team. Yeah. Now for football, it's not it's not quite as straightforward as that. No. But it's still to a lesser extent, I guess you you are kind of looking at the um, where the players are, what they excel at, what they're good at, and trying to match yeah. those up with positions. Yeah, yeah, I think that's just, and that's a kind of natural, kind of normal thing to do. I think. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know another way that I would I would approach it really, but. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting now because we're looking for new players for next season. So we've got, you start, you know, we're looking at trialists um, and that's interesting. And we had two trialists play for us on Sunday. And, I, I, you know, I've never met them before they turned up to the game. And it was kind of like, oh, you know, where do you like to play? And one of them said, oh, I'll play anywhere. You know, and one of them said, oh, I'm a kind of attacking player. So I actually played one of them in defence. And he did a really good job, and I, I wouldn't say he—I wouldn't say it's probably his, his natural position. Um, but you wouldn't have—you couldn't tell that, and he did really well. And then I got the impression he could have played anywhere on the pitch, and I actually just left him in defence because we were short on defenders. But he did mm-hmm. really well. Um, and the other one, I kind of played as—I played him as central midfield and on the left, so I gave him a couple of positions just to see how he did. Um, and then we had a, we had a another player come and train with us on Thursday. So he played in this friendly game we had on Thursday. Um, and it was, uh, and he, he found it quite difficult. And I could, I, he looked like he hadn't replayed in a proper game before because he didn't, he, looked, he didn't really know what to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I had no idea where to play him. 
I sort of played him up front and in midfield, and because he didn't, yeah, you know, he didn't look like a defender to me. Uh, he didn't look that physical, and you know, he was quite good on the ball. So I, I did that, but so it's almost process of elimination, giving them a little, giving new players a go in different positions just to see how they cope. I suppose so. It's a bit unfair, really, because you're sort of pitching him into a game, and he's he doesn't know anybody really, and that sort of thing. But I guess that's that's what happens when you're a trialist. You've got to, you've just got to try and do your best, haven't you? But yeah, yeah. So I guess some of the some of the things that get thrown at you for moving players around, you you get these famous footballers, don't you, who started out in one position and then now they're in a completely different position. Yeah. Our mate uh Alan Hansen that we, we spoke about in episode one started off in midfield, didn't he? Yeah, I think Jamie Carragher was a striker. Yeah. All that sort God, of thing. there must have been a lot of nil-nils there. <laughs> yeah, probably. So Trent Alexander-Arnold, the young player coming through at Liverpool at right-back, was a was a striker as well, I believe. Yeah, it's odd, isn't it? Thinking about that, you, can't, you sort of almost can't imagine it. But And, and Ferdinand, I'm sure. I, he was either midfield or or striker. I just, I just remember... Um, oh, he could have been a midfielder all day long. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think probably, probably him being quite tall <laughs> might have been the thing. But, but apparently he couldn't head the ball really, so they had to work with him a, a lot at West Ham and just get him heading the ball and uh, you know working on that part of the game. Yeah. But they'd obviously decided. To, to try and enhance that part of the game to to move him into that position, yeah. But that uh, makes me f- think then that you know, even for those examples where they've started off in a position and moved to another one, they've still had a consistent ish position at one point in time. Yeah. Because if, you know, so you just said Carragher used to play up front. Well, it wasn't that he used to just play anywhere. He used to play up front. And, and then when he when he broke into the team, he ended up moving back into midfield and then back into defence. So yeah. I, I, I suspect it's just really understanding the nuance of that uh, that argument that you should... Or, you, or rather, you shouldn't keep players in set positions. Yeah. So, I guess one of the one example that I could give where it has worked in a positive way, trying out something a, a bit different. So, I, I'd say at the at the beginning part of the season, we probably experimented with positions a lot more than we do now. So, you know, our our goalkeepers and our defence are, are pretty much set, and then we rotate the midfield and the and the strikers. But usually, it's the same kind of positions that that we're working with. Yeah. But one of the girls like really didn't want to go in defence, and she, so it had to be a little. Sorry, it's always one. Well, yeah. It had to be coerced uh, to go in into defense. And it's like, look, we're going to try out all these different positions. So this is just for this game. 
Let's see how it goes. If you make yeah. mistakes, it's no problem. She played there and absolutely loved it. And she was really, really good. Um, you know, she's, she's really quite good on the ball. And she could really play in midfield. Um, but she just, uh, she's only, she's only little, you know, she's not, she's not a big physical girl, like, but she does love to get stuck in as well. I think, I think that's probably what she enjoys about it. Yeah. But then the thing that, that, uh, made me smile in the, before the second game, you know, she's running up saying, I want to play defense. I want to play defense. (laughs) So, (laughs) so I guess the, there is that, you know, but, but that's, it's it sounds like it's the same for yourself where you've you've tried people in different positions and then fairly quickly so it, it settled down into people playing specific positions and, and moving around a few the the other i guess perspective i'll i'll throw into the argument so so in my professional life i deal a lot in in projects and so you, you're constantly working with different teams of people, all with different personalities and, and uh, personality types and all different roles within that project. Now, over the years, I, I, a lot of the, the projects that I've been involved with, I've played a role in those particular um, or a role type within those projects so you know if you so we're talking about it projects so you know i've been a business analyst i've been a developer i've been a software tester i've been a project manager and having all of those different perspectives through doing those roles i've felt like later in my career that gives me a greater empathy and understanding around what the other people are going through. Yeah. And I guess in, in, a, in a bringing it back to football, if you've got an understanding of, you know, so, so you mentioned the striker, always plays as a striker, and you've only got one, so it's a bit tough to, to rotate if, if you're trying to win games at the same time. But what, how does he know what the pitch looks like to the right back. Yep. He doesn't, uh, you know, he can't do, can he? Because he's always looking at the pitch, you know, either with his back to goal or, or bearing down on goal. Yep. So I, I wonder if, again, it's not, it's not a case of trying someone out for a season in a particular, in different particular position, uh, but maybe just trying them out there. I wonder. I, I'm not saying it will, but I wonder if it if it gives them a greater empathy for for that position. I'm sure it does. I'm totally sure it does. Looking forward, I mean, are you gonna? Do you think you'll be experimenting any more? I guess you know, if you go into nine aside in particular, yeah. How, how do you see that? Do do you see you moving players around in their positions? A little bit. I think gonna probably more out of necessity. I think, um, like for example, having having three defenders at the moment, I've only really got I would say what I'll call three natural defenders, and obviously 
when you're doing subs or if somebody is not there, you need at least one more, if not two, who can play there. The one that I do play in defence can play there and he, he always moans about it. I mean, to the point it drives me to distraction. <laughs> um, oh, I don't want to play. It happened on Thursday, you know, because we... We were doing eight aside and we had a couple of subs and I wanted to bring a defender off now and then to give him a breather. Mm-hmm. So he was a, he's, he's like my first go-to to go and play at the back. And it, straight away, oh, I don't want to play in defence. Why do I have to play in defence? Oh, I hate playing in defence. I'm like, well, you know, John, you're only going on for, you're only going to be playing there for five, ten minutes. You know, just going to, then, then, you know, we come off at half time. Well, I'm not going back on defence, am I? I don't want to go back on defence. And it's like, oh, seriously? <laughs> Give it a rest, you know. It's like, and, I, and I play the whole, you know, it's a team game. We've all got to do our bit for the team, you know, that kind of approach. Um, but it, it kind of does it does um, great on me a little bit, even though I try not to let it show. Um, <laughs> Quick question. Yeah. Have you asked him why, what is it about defence that he doesn't like? It's not glamorous. He's not attacking and he's not getting goals. That, that's what it's all about. That's the reason. Um, so, have you asked him, or or you just you're I've, guessing that's that's what it is? That, that, uh, that, that's that, I'm kind of gauging that from what he always tells me because he always says I like playing in midfield and I like attacking. So I'm, I'm I've probably put a few words in his mouth there, but I know that he just he just doesn't want to play at the back because it's not as glamorous as you know because he he does get quite a few goals for us from midfield. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he knows he's not really going to get any when he plays at the back. And it's it only it only winds me up a little bit because the ones I do play in defence, they know it well. There's one who constantly asks me if he can play in midfield or play up front. Um, but the other two who I, who I always play are my, sort of like the first choice, if you like, when we're playing the seven aside, the first two centre backs. They, they've never ever moaned about it. They've they've just slotted in there and done a brilliant job. And mm-hmm. They probably know that that's their best position. One of them I do play in midfield occasionally because he's, like I said, he's really good on the ball. But nobody else moans about where they play apart from one defender saying, "Oh, can I play in midfield and or whatever?" And I do, I do occasionally play him up front, and I have played him in midfield. Um, so I have experimented a little bit with certain players, but he's his strength is not he's not as good on the ball, um, which is why I play him in defence. And he's quite a big, physical, athletic kind of guy, but he's just not. He doesn't link up with the other players as well offensively. So I've kind of, I wouldn't say I've developed him, but I've, when he used to play for me at Little League, he used to play further at the pitch. And I've sort of identified, I think, that he's more effective as a defender because he's got certain attributes that other kids haven't mm-hmm. got. Um, and he's doing he's doing really well there, to be fair. Um, but yeah, there's only one person who really moans about me playing him there. But, you know, so I am on the lookout for another defender for next season, but they're, they're kind of hard to find, really. It's, it's, they also, everyone seems to be an attacking player. So, so I can't remember if I I mentioned it or not, but uh, I remember the, the FA coach was, was talking about it. Now, he was just talking about practices, but he was he was trying to encourage us to not call them defenders. Right, that's interesting. So he was saying, call them counter-attackers. Okay. <laughs> so... You know, and and I think I, I can't remember exactly what the game was. I, I think it was one of these where uh, 
the essence of the game was more about attacking. So so the, it was more of an in-possession thing. So I think you had like four attackers on, on two defenders. But he had some little side goals, um, you know, so that you could actually have the defenders scoring points as well, yeah. not just have four people run at him and try and tackle the hell out of whoever comes near him. So, yeah, he was saying that, you know, who wants to be a defender? No one wants to be a defender. Mm. And I was like, well, actually I do, but I think I'm in the minority. (laughs) (laughs) And that's my coping strategy to to not being very good, I think. Um, But, yeah, he was was all for it. He was saying, call them counter-attackers. That's what they are. They're the first ones to launch that attack, you know, when you're going through transition. Yeah. So, and especially, I guess, for you going into next season, for, uh, you know, going nine aside, you're probably not quite at that stage where you've got your full-backs bombing forward, Man City style. (laughs) But, and I thought, if you've got three at the back... They're not going to be static at the back all the time. I wouldn't have thought you. You're going to yeah, have one going forward at least. You know, yeah, have yeah. a couple hanging back, get your midfield to drop in. So, I, I it, it might be too late, <laughs> but you know, maybe maybe give that a go. To be honest, they did that on Sunday. We they they almost played at times as fullbacks, and they they did. You know, bring the ball forward, and I quite like that. They were they were quite, you know, we as long, we always had one because I mean the opposition were playing one striker, so it was kind of it wasn't that gung ho. It was almost like just putting an extra, you know, the sort of three four one became a sort of one, you know, six one or whatever. Mm-hmm. They were bombing forward when we had the ball, and I kind of said, I kind of said that to them before the game. I said, when we've got the ball, you know, you've got to push right up on the halfway line sort of push them back up because obviously we're playing offside. You may be able to catch them offside. But I said, you know, I want you to bring the ball forward and bring it out um, because it gives us that extra sort of presence in midfield, which we're going to need. So they were kind of naturally doing that. I didn't really have to tell them to do it. But at times we overdid it and, you know, you could see sort of defenders suddenly becoming attacking wingers and it's kind of like, well, where's the shape gone? Um so, but but yeah, there was a bit of that, and they kind of naturally do do that. All, in fact, all of, all of my defenders do that. They they are quite good at bringing the ball out um, mm-hmm. to the point that you're almost sort of like, well, calm down. You're right. You're beating two players. Don't try and beat another one because you're going to lose it. Sort of thing. <laughs> um, yeah, which which is a good thing, and I, I kind of want to encourage that because I don't want them to just hoof the ball up and just be stood there as a three because they need to support the attack at times and all that sort of thing, and they need to be working as a unit and. So these are all the challenges, of course, that it brings because it's a you know you've normally got when you're playing seven side you've got two defenders they'll give it to a midfielder or whatever and off you go kind of thing. But mm-hmm. it was totally it was yeah with the difficulties we had were when there was just a massive disconnect between the midfield and the defence and you had a three four one and the, the gap between the three and the four was enormous. Um, and that's the kind of I mean obviously we're digressing a bit here, but. Um, yeah, it's. I think going into next season, people are going to have to be that little bit more flexible, and there probably will be a little bit more of people playing in different positions because just because of the makeup of the squad and the way it is at the moment, and that's why I'm, I need two. I need, I need two more players, and I am after a defensive kind of player and an, and an offensive kind of player. 
kind of know what I want, but obviously, you know, I can only get players from the pool that that are available. So it's going to be it's going to yeah. be interesting. But I think I'm going to speak. I will speak to him tomorrow, and I'm going to say to him because he will have to play in defence for a bit because. We've only got ten players, so he's going to have to play there. And when he invariably moans, I will. I will just put him to one side and say, "Right, just explain to me what it is that you don't want to, you don't like about playing there." And I'll let you know. I'll drop you a message after, and I'll tell you what he said. <laughs> See if it tallies, I, I, it tallies up with my version of events. I try. So, so, so maybe ask the question, but I would try just changing your vocabulary and and just try and make a conscious effort to to call uh, more probably targeted at him mm. you know talk about this counter attacker yeah and and this is, this is where this focus on you can attack from defense you don't have, it doesn't mean you're you know you're in your own half for the whole game you can attack you can join in you know you can go out for corners there's there's plenty of opportunities to do the what he would probably determine as the interesting stuff but um, yeah, I will, yeah, I will ask him why he why he constantly moans about it. Um, but 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 <laughs> probably but, don't ask him quite in that way. Well, of course I won't. <laughs> but I will. But I, but I think there comes a point where also we are a team, and the rest of the team don't want to hear one person moaning constantly about where he's been asked to play. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that aspect as well yeah. because I think it's. I mean, you know, they're only eleven-year-old kids, ten-year-old kids, but it is disrespectful to the players who every week play there and they don't moan about it and they don't get to get the goals and they don't do the glamorous stuff, but they play such an important part in the team to give mm-hmm. a stable platform. And it's kind of like, okay, I know you don't want to play there, but I don't want to hear you moaning about it anymore. You know, you don't really get asked to play there very much. Let's just remember we're a team. Every team's got a little component that makes it a team and makes it successful. And you've got, and you're playing a part in that. So you know, I will try and have a build up the confidence and make him feel a bit good about what he's doing. Um, but yeah, I'm, it'll be right. Let's have a chat and no more moaning. Let's just get on with it, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian Clough style. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> that that whole thing. Listen to that. <laughs> I'm right. I'm decide I'm right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> cool. Cool. Okay. So. I guess then our our conclusion is between ourselves. It, it sounds very very similar. So we'd started off, played players around in different positions. Yeah, but they through the technical attributes and physical attributes probably that they've got at this moment in time, they've kind of gravitated towards specific roles within the team. So yeah. we do experiment a bit you know, move players around the pitch as well. Um, but invariably, it's like an elastic band, isn't it? It's sort of, it does snap back a little bit into, you know, where their positions typically are. I, and I think, you know, we've both got those utility-type players. Yeah. Because I can't think of a better way to describe them, but you know, players who who don't really have a fixed position and and can do a job in yeah. in various positions on the on the yeah. pitch. Yeah, absolutely. And I think again, I think that's where the four corner model comes in because you're assessing every aspect of the player, and I just think naturally you you de- you decide or determine which where you're going to get the best out of 
him for yourself and for him because you don't want a player to be playing in a position where they're really struggling because it doesn't do their mm-hmm. any good. And, I, sh- I should say, or her. Or her. <laughs> Sorry, yes. Yeah. No, you're right. Um, I mean, just for example, my my left winger, who probably is, he drifts in and out of games, but he's probably had more assists than anybody in the team. I actually, I actually wanted him because I I wanted him to play in defence, um, and I, that's where I first played him, and he struggled really badly. And I was, I thought, oh my, oh, he, he can't play there because he just hasn't, just for one reason or another, he he just he was pretty terrible as a defender. Mm-hmm. And he's just found his niche because he's left-footed. He's the only left-footer we've got. And he plays in the left midfield and he's, he does a really good job. And that's his position. And I don't play him anywhere else because he's, he's, he's got a bit of a trick and he's got a real rocket shot. And he, you just have that nice balance with a left-footer. And so have, you got, have you got any left-footers? Yeah, I'm trying to think now. Uh, I mean, not any with a rocket shot. Um, I mean, just somebody who can, who is left-footed and gives you that balance. So, you know, they're receiving the ball and they're not turning into the pitch because they're right-footed and that kind of thing. Yeah, no, so so actually, the, the, re- the reason I'm pausing, the two left-footers we've got are not bad with their right-foot as well. Mm. <laughs> and it's funny, a lot of the, the right-footers, you know, it, it, have to be really coerced into just trying to use the other fuss. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we do have a couple of left footers. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. It does, it does make a, a big difference. I think it really does. Cause when he's not on the pitch and you know, you see, you know, like when you're breaking quickly, you see mm-hmm. that whole thing. Cause you know, when players, they, they turn in and waste a few seconds cause they want to get on their right foot. Um, and those few seconds can make a big difference. So yeah, it's just it's just interesting. But yeah, he's yeah. playing there, um, but he doesn't get up and down the pitch as well as other players. So like for example, I I don't play him in the centre midfield because he doesn't get up and down the pitch as well. Um, but giving you that balance and going forward as a left midfielder, he's really good. Um, but I wouldn't play him in defence again because he he just just you know positionally he had no positional sense and. You know, wasn't the quickest and just fat, doesn't like a tackle as much as other players. So I just think that's where I've sort of naturally fitted my players into the team, really. Mm-hmm. So whether that's right, you know, right or wrong. And if maybe if they're a little bit younger, I may, I don't know, maybe when they're younger, you've got that chance to play around a bit more. I don't know. When they get to this age, I guess you kind of start seeing where they're more comfortable, possibly. Yeah, I think I think when when you're down at at the younger ages and it's like five aside, yeah, you know there are kind of positions that that evolve, aren't there? So you know, defense, attack, yeah. But it's not it's not the more players you get on the pitch, the older you get. You have to be a little bit more aware of positions, you know, as opposed to all just charging. And running after the ball like a swarm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they do at. I don't know if you go to a. I mean, like, like we get players scouted to go to, you know, Brighton or Fulham or whatever. I'd be interested to know what they do with a ten-year-old. Do they think, well, I've seen this player playing as a midfielder. That's why we want to take him to our club. But then, do they? 
play him in defence and play him up front and just to get, I don't know if they do that or not. I'd be interested to find out if they experiment with their positions just to probably get them to learn all different aspects of the game or if they see them as that position, as a player in that position and they just harness that talent for that position. I don't know. It'd be, I'd love to find out. I'd love to, I'd love to know from what, what they do when they go to that academy kind of setup. I think when completely guessing... And it'd be good if we could validate this, but if anybody out there knows, drop us an email. Absolutely, I I think because you you're going to have more numbers, aren't you? Yeah. So you're going to have more practice games. So you can really experiment in the practice games, can't you? You know. Yeah. I I think. I guess the the other the flip side to it is again I, I keep seeing quite a lot on Hive. You know, there's there's almost there's people who are saying the words, whether they truly believe them or not. I don't know. You just take it as read. Um, but they prioritize the development over the results. Yeah. So if they get beat fifteen nil, oh well at least my striker played centre-back and only used his left foot in that game. So he he delivered on all the challenges that I set him. You know, and, and I'm being a little bit facetious there, but I, I, I just I can't wrap my head around it that you can so completely separate yourself from the result because no, no, no one likes getting a hiding, surely. I'd love to meet that guy who said something like that. You know, you just you can imagine all the parents watching the game thinking, "What do the parents think?" Oh, that's all right. Yeah, he's he's met his individual challenges. We don't mind the result because I, <laughs> I just don't believe it. And I know that, you know, I know everybody talks 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 a good game in terms of all these things. But really, when you're from what I see week in week out when we're playing games, I don't see any. I've never seen any coach. All coaches are different, but they all want to win the game. They all do. I've not come across one yet who's, mm-hmm. you know, that's great. Don't worry, but, you know, you're doing what I set you to do, all this thing. I just don't, I don't see it. I really don't. I'm sure there are people like that, but I've not come across any. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not so sure. I, people may behave like that. I, I don't know. Again, I, I haven't really come across any. There are definitely varying degrees, though. Um, yeah, we've played a we've played a few teams, and it's very very clear the defenders are coached to launch it or hit it out. If in doubt, just hit it out. Yeah. Um, which you know is counter to to what we're trying to do. We're trying to you know make sure they bring out the ball. Yeah. It did make me laugh. It was it was a few weeks ago now. It, one of the girls who's playing in goals uh, and we rotate our keepers a, a little bit and uh, so so it wasn't our normal goalkeeper but she's just like just kick it out <laughs> <laughs> I'm like no <laughs> yeah. but just in that in that kind of panic you know she's never yeah. been taught to not by us at least you know to say that but just in that in that um emotion of the game she's just yeah. like, get it away you know because she yeah. she obviously doesn't want to have shots peppered at her <laughs> no, that's it. so it, it did make me laugh it was funny on thursday we were playing this game and um that's the other thing that we found difficult the goal kicks because there's no retreat into the halfway line 
and we're totally uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. obviously our three defenders were splitting right across the penalty area waiting for the ball and of course they're just being man marked and we were we were still trying to play it out of the box mm-hmm. and the goalkeeper wasn't kicking the ball out of the box because he was trying to sort of under hit it because the pros are there so of course he had to keep retaking the goal kick right and he didn't and he didn't really realize and in the end, I, you know, I was getting my defender to take because he's quite big, and I was because my goalkeeper's not the biggest. He's he's not as good at kicking the ball from dead on the floor. So I was just screaming to the defender, Dan, Dan, just boot the ball long, you know, because we just kept giving the ball away. Mm-hmm. That really threw me. I, I actually, I was just like, oh, you could, my, I mean, we hadn't trained at all for like three weeks before we played this nice eye game, so we couldn't yeah, really yeah. kind of learn as we went along. And that was a real kind of wake up call. It's like, well, what are you going to do at goal kicks? Um, so there's different ways around it, but I noticed the way the pitch opened up in different ways, and we actually coped quite well in the end. We were finding some gaps because we were being the defence was being man marked and whatever else. Um, but again, I'm just digressing a bit. Um, I've completely forgotten the point I was trying to make. <laughs> what, were we talking, what were we talking about? What, uh, that? what? Why was I going off on that tangent? So. I was I was I was talking about the girl who, who we were playing in goals just screaming to to launch the ball basically. Right. Sorry, I've remembered. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. Thursday it was similar. We were kind of there's no retreating. So we started we were playing short goal kicks, but we started when we were under pressure, we were going back to the goalkeeper a lot. And the goalkeeper was sort of pinging it on the floor to defenders and he it was almost like you know when Man City do it and they're almost losing the ball. Mm-hmm because they get impressed. And that, that was kind of what happened to us, but we managed to keep the ball. And I was kind of, part of me was doing my nut, going, what are you doing? But then part of me was thinking, well, this is what I've asked you to do. Mm-hmm. I've asked you to go back to the keeper. I've asked you to keep the ball. And they were doing it really well. And I thought, in the end, I just shut up and let them get on with it, because I thought, it's great, because this is what I keep saying to them when we train. I said, just keep the ball. I said, if you've got to go back to the goalkeeper, go back to the goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. And then they were getting themselves in positions to receive the ball albeit under a bit of pressure, but I didn't see any of them really launching it much. It was just all trying to kick there, and it was great, and I was really pleased with it. Um, but, yeah, going back full circle to, you know, the whole the coaching thing and our, our coach is happy to get a beat in as long as you're doing those things, I guess, contradicting myself again, maybe you are. I mean, if I saw, if we gave a goal away doing that, I probably wouldn't, be that gutted I'd be like well that's what I want you to do and occasionally you will make a, you will miss hit a ball and you may give a goal away but it's good that you're still not scared to do those good habits and play in the right way which is yeah so yeah no, it's, yeah it's interesting isn't it maybe you know in a future podcast we'll say you never guess what happened in this game we lost we won 15-0 but the coach was delighted because he'd set their players individual tasks and they did it all you know who knows <laughs> he played his goalkeeper up front and he's 50 goal a season striker played in goal and he did really well, you know, he's he got no idea. <laughs> uh, we'll definitely cover, I think, something like that, but I don't think we'll let the trigger be, we've met someone like it. Because yeah, 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 <laughs> we'll be on to episode 100 or something I, I, and I'm not even sure we'll get to it then. So, no, I, I think I definitely want to cover um one of the one of the debates which has been quite passionate over the last the last few weeks on hive which is around you know who benefits from those huge score lines 
and you know we've yeah. we've touched on it a little bit and yeah. um, we, we we've talked about uh the league you were in the overage players yeah. and they the fact that they used to just revel in you know uh rubbing everyone's face in it yeah Painful. but uh, i mean does that actually benefit them so when they play kids their own age no, of course it doesn't you know you, you wouldn't have thought they'd be that well off then so so anyway let's we'll we'll definitely cover that one possibly uh we're hoping to get someone in aren't we for next week but maybe maybe the week after that we we can tackle that one yeah that'd be a good one okay so should, should we wrap it up there yep sounds good it's been a good debate and uh yeah let's see what happens tomorrow i may maybe i might be forced to move a few players around tomorrow so i'll let you know how that goes yep that sounds good. So, do you want to do you want to see us out? Yep. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you want to follow us or reach us on Twitter, we're at grootscoachcast. And if you want to email us, we're at grassrootscoachcast at gmail So yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And again, if you want to pop over to iTunes to give us a five-star review, that would be wonderful. Give us that go Lazo, and we'll read it out on the next show. I will just drop another quick plug for my other podcast, the Comics in Motion podcast. Um, So if you're into comic books and uh, movies and TV shows based on comic book media, then uh, get yourself over there and, and have a listen to that as well. So thanks very much, Ben. Great episode again. I've been Dave. I've been Ben. Thanks a lot, guys. See you soon. Bye now.